Hello and welcome to this podcast. This is Confessions of a Personal Trainer. I'm Chloe, a personal trainer who has helped hundreds of people get results over the last six years. I now run a small group personal training business, an online coaching business, and my aim is to educate, inspire, motivate you, and hopefully challenge the thoughts that might be stopping you from reaching a goal. Hopefully, we'll also have some laughs along the way. So today's episode is all about calories and I'm not going to bore you with a chocolate update. I will just tell you that this is day 40 today without chocolate and I'm actually very proud of that. But anyway, that's, that is enough of chocolate because I find that the best way to not think about it is not talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. So today, how many calories do I need to be on for fat loss? So this is a common question. And as always, it depends, but I'm going to go into more detail with this today. I am going to answer this question, so I will answer how many calories do I need for fat loss. But before I do, I'm going to point out that the specific calorie target is very rarely the problem. So if you are currently struggling with weight loss or the results that you want to see, the specific calorie target is very rarely your problem. The The secret to a successful diet or a successful fat loss phase isn't the calorie target, but it's figuring out why you overeat, it is working on your relationship with food, and it is changing the narrative that you have around diet and exercise. It's also learning learning about yourself, really. So it's learning self-compassion, understanding your behaviors and your mindset, the way you respond to things. And it's not because I'm turning spiritual and I'm recommending everyone else turn spiritual it's because this is going to allow you to work harder it's going to understand yourself of why you might self-sabotage but then maybe give you a bit of understanding of how you can get back on track it's going to remove the excuse that you have if things don't go to plan it's really easy to blame something else but actually the more self-compassion you have the stronger you are to say yeah okay I, I messed up because I did this but then I know what to do next time. So you know how to get back on track or how to respond to a problem that you've got. And this is much harder. This is a a much harder task, which is why if someone was to say, I've got a calorie target and I didn't reach it, it's easier to blame the calorie target rather than blame your behavior of why you overate in the first place. For most people, they know what it is to do, what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. So the problem is less about knowing what to do because that's that's the easy part, really. The hard part is actually doing it. And that does require some figuring out of what your barriers are, questioning your behaviors, learning to sit with feelings and emotions rather than reacting to them. Because that's something that we will most likely do is had a bad day at work, we look to food for comfort or had an argument with a partner, we go to a bottle of wine for comfort. Whatever it might be, that behavior might be learned through years and years of almost a a coping mechanism. But learning to respond to your feeling rather than to react is a game changer. But another thing I'm gonna say is that your body doesn't actually need a specific calorie target. We think it needs a specific target and calorie calculators online might say this is what you need to the exact calorie and to the exact gram of protein and fat and carbs. 
but your body doesn't actually need a specific target. Bodies are much more complicated than a calorie calculator makes out. What is more important is nutritional value, so fiber, vitamins, minerals, adequate protein, and consistency over time. So your your body is, is more likely a better calorie calculator than an online calorie calculator is. They're actually quite inaccurate, and sometimes very inaccurate, because not only do we overestimate how much activity we do, so if you put into this calorie calculator, it will say, put in your weight, your height, your activity level. A lot of people will assume that they are active oh yeah I I stand on my feet for a couple of hours a day and I do three to four gym sessions a week I'm pretty active but you could be over guessing how much activity you actually do so if you put in this calorie calculator yeah I am super active because I am on my feet all day and I do four gym sessions that online calorie calculator might then think wow this person's really active they're burning loads and loads of calories so they need to eat more than what they do so already just by putting in some data that might not be accurate your calorie suggestions might be out by about 300 per day and this could be the whole deficit so this could be the difference between being in a calorie deficit and not being in a calorie deficit but the good news about this is that you don't need to be as half as accurate as you think so all i would suggest is to have a sensible start point I always used to think I needed a specific calorie target and maybe for an athlete or for somebody who was doing a bodybuilding prep that's that's different and if you've got a coach to go through specific macros with then fine but for most people you don't need to be that strict and you don't need to be that specific so what I would suggest is starting at a sensible point so a sensible start point and this could be a random number or maybe not random, (laughs) maybe an estimation, let's call it. And I'll give you some figures in a minute. But from my experience over the last six years helping women, so my my target audience or most of the people that I've helped have been women between the ages of 25 to 45, around about 60 to to 90 kilos. So anything outside of those figures is going to be a little bit different. Numbers might need tweaking. But on average, if you fit into that criteria, it is, it's likely that you would see results on 1600 calories to 1800 calories per day. And this might sound like a lot to some people because I know that through years of either my fitness pal or what you see online, people assume that they need to be eating tiny, tiny amounts of calories, but I'm going to come on to that later. But usually what I would suggest, that is what works for for most women to, and this is, when I say what works, this is if you stick to it over time as well. Because, so somebody said to me last week, um, one of my my members came in um, one morning, she said, I left this session last week and I went for a walk afterwards and the next day I hadn't lost any weight. And she was furious. (laughs) She was angry. She was angry that she'd not lost any weight. And I smiled to myself because I know how frustrating it is. And it's it's only really when something clicks in your mindset, when there's something in your brain that, that tells you, okay, I, I'm not going to see results overnight. So I'm putting in the effort, I'm putting in the work, I'm showing up and I'm doing everything I need to do and the results are going to come. So this is always why I suggest having a process or having a goal that isn't related to the outcome. So the outcome 
might be weight loss, but don't make that your goal. Because if you set your goal as, I'm gonna lose weight, it's gonna be very difficult to, to stay motivated or to stay on track with that, that goal. If you said to yourself, I want to enter a 10K run and I'm gonna complete the whole thing, weight loss might be an outcome of that, but actually the goal itself is what is gonna keep you on track for the weight loss. So that's very important. But back to calories. For any males listening as well, because obviously I don't want to exclude anybody out, then a sensible start point for a male could be around 2,200 to 2,400. Again, this does depend on activity levels. It would be dependent on the goal as well. If that was for a fat loss goal, then that would be a sensible start point. And what I mean by a sensible start point is that, okay, let's say it's been three weeks and nothing's happening. Then maybe you could tweak after that. Or probably 30 days, actually. I would say at least at least a month. So 30 days of being consistent. And then if nothing's happened after that, that is when you would then change things. But before that, you probably don't need to change anything. And actually, I have been on... 1,800 calories now for about eight months and okay not every single day because of course it doesn't always work out like that over Christmas as well I did have two weeks off um where I was eating higher calories but when I've been aiming to be in a calorie deficit I've stayed on 1,800 calories I've not changed that at all and I've still been seeing fat loss so it's it's slower it's probably not as as quick as people would expect i'm fine with that because i know that i'm not doing it for a specific target or for any reason in particular other than just to feel good and just to feel better myself be healthier and still i am focusing on performance as well so performance for me in the gym is a priority so i wouldn't drop my calories because i'm probably not going to perform as well as i'd like in the gym so for me higher calories is important but that is still a big deficit, which means I am still losing weight. So it might not be a huge deficit. If I was to drop and go for 1600, I'd probably see a quicker fat loss, but I don't really need to do that because that would be a quick result. I know people do want quick wins or quick results, but then you have to think, okay, how sustainable is that? So 1800 for me per day is sustainable. And then I have got room then to have extra on a weekend. And that's exactly what you could do as well. You can average your targets out over the week. So you might say, okay, I'm going to stick to 1600 per day. It might mean that some days you're slightly lower, some days you're slightly higher. But over the week, if you want to allow for flexibility like social events, then it can be very useful to have an average to average it out over the week as long as you are avoiding extremes so for example a thousand one day and then two thousand the next day that's you probably don't want to be doing that i would say as a general rule you you wouldn't want to go above or below by more than 300 calories so i would tend to do sometimes on a weekend i have 2100 or 2000 and then during the week it might be slightly lower but over the week it's averaged out And then from there, you would monitor and adapt as needed because people waste so much time obsessing over specific calorie targets, but calorie tracking is so inaccurate anyway. How do you know that you have tracked everything 100%? How can you say, this is exactly what I have eaten today? So it's always better to focus on, okay, today I have had three three decent meals all containing protein all containing veg i've had 
good balanced snacks and I have been consistent with that. So if you can do that each day, if you can have your protein, have your water, have your fruit and veg, have a mixture of foods as well. So it's not just, you're not just eating chicken and rice. You're eating things that fill you up, things that taste good, things that keep you satisfied and it's easy to stick to, then you are probably going to see results. So to conclude on that bit, everybody thinks they need a specific calorie target, but what you need or what should be the main focus is a sensible start point and then stick to that something sensible for 30 days consistently before you decide that it doesn't work or before you decide to change things. I hope that's helpful, but I also want to touch on something else that I thought about whilst I was planning this episode actually and um, something I hear quite a lot is I can only lose weight on low calories or I can only have I need to avoid carbs I can't eat bread for weight loss I need low carbs and I need low calories to lose weight and this is interesting because that's not the case that's what you think So you have been led to believe that you need low calories or low carbs and whether that is because that's what you think you should be doing or that's what you've previously done in the past and maybe you haven't given higher calories a chance yet or higher carbs a chance but have you actually got the results you want because some people say to me oh I can only lose weight if I drop my calories really low okay but then did you actually lose weight or did you just drop weight quickly and gain it back again? Because people believe that they need these low calories because that's what's previously worked. But then if you think, okay, if you're in a position now where you want to lose weight again, or maybe you've gained weight back, if you lost weight quickly and you've gained it back, did that process or that approach that you went through then, did it actually work? Because I would say no. I would say that if you're looking for another result now or another way now, then it's not worked. A successful diet is one where in six months time, after you finish the diet, you can maintain your weight, you've learned new habits, you've learned new behaviors that are gonna help support the goal or any goal in future, and you've got a better quality of life. Then you can say that that was a successful diet. If six months after finishing your diet, you are looking for another method or you're looking for another quick fix to lose some weight, then your original method didn't work. Now, this isn't your fault. If you've been on a low-carb diet for years and you go through cycles of being on a low-carb diet and then not being able to stick to this low-carb diet, so you'll have a weekend of beige food, like pizzas and sandwiches, sausage rolls, whatever it is. If you find it really hard to stay consistent with something, then maybe it is time for a change. Maybe it's time to try something different because... A lot of the time it's because we're too scared to try something new in case it doesn't work. But then actually, if you think, if you're not seeing the results that you want from what you are doing at the moment, then surely it's better to take a step, try something new, try something different that might actually work. Although it could be scary and it is scary to think about eating more carbs or more calories in general because if the goal is fat loss, then surely we should be eating less. And yes, I can see how we need to think that because logically or mathematically, yes. But then if you are forcing yourself to eat less which subsequently means you overeat after two weeks of of trying to stick to those low calories if you can average it out by eating more calories more carbs but doing that consistently over time and not constantly dipping between high days low days high days and low days if you can keep a steady average 
over a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and you're fueling your body and you've got more energy and better sleep, maybe you'll move more anyway. So maybe by eating more, and that is more carbs and more calories, you might have more energy to be on your feet for a bit longer. You might go on more walks maybe, or you might go on a bike, you might cycle. You might end up burning more calories because you're eating more. Changing mindsets and helping people to think things differently or to try a new approach or to change a belief that they've always had is something that I'm really passionate about. So I do hope that this has given you something to think about. Maybe you don't have to change anything yet, but maybe it's just giving you encouragement to think about trying something new. But if you do try something new and you get results from it, let me know because I'd be really interested to see if this helps you in any way. Thanks for all of your support and feedback on this podcast. If you find these episodes helpful, please share them with a friend or leave a rating so that other people can find them too. If you need any support with anything that I mention on these episodes, please feel free to get in touch. You can also find me on Instagram at underscore Chloe Longstaff. Tag me if you do share this on Instagram because I love knowing if this content has been helpful. If you'd like to find out more about personal training, you can find my personal training business online at podpersonaltraining.com. You can also find us on Instagram. We are at pod underscore personal underscore training and we'd love to hear from you.